Shut down. Double kill. Triple kill. Aced. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Twisted Trio podcast. I am your host, Brennan, call me Nighthawk, Weber, and I'm here with... This is Camping Dragon, Medina. What's up, Ricky? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, man, you know? Um, got some losses under my belt, but I also got some wins, so it, it kind of balances out, right? Got that 50%, you know, that, that 50% KDA. Hey, man, I'm living that life right now. I'm at a silver three in my promos to get to silver two. I'm almost out of silver. Awesome. Feels good, man. It really. <laughs> it's been a long, arduous journey. Actually, no. I've been playing a lot of threes, so I've been putting my solo duo on the back burner. So. Yeah, I've my solo duo. I haven't. I'm pretty sure my solo duo is sitting at zero, LP right now, and uh, is in bronze five. So hang on, let me check this out. So like, yeah, profile. Nice. And it is just the two of us tonight. Jared could not be here tonight. Hopefully in about a week or two, we'll have the scheduling out. Uh-huh. For those of you who don't know, um, Jared and Ricky both work morning shifts, and I actually work the opposite. I work the late shift. So thank you, Ricky, for hanging in there this late. My pleasure, kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, did you know Lucian is actually, uh, uh, like, that's actually how you spell Lucian, according to Google? Where? Because of where I wrote Lucian. L-U-C-I-A-N? Yeah. yeah. Because I, I misspelled it, and it came up red, and I just right-clicked it, and it's like, oh, that is a real name. Okay. Yeah. Of course Good it job, is. Good job, Good job. Of course it is. Cool, cool. Uh, were you still looking up something, or? Oh no, no, no. I was just, I was just looking up my uh, stiff. <laughs> just looking okay. up my own master or match history. Cool, yeah. cool. All right, so I figured today we'll we'll do a patch notes uh, overview. I kind of just want to hit like the cliff notes, and then we'll just talk about. Are the you major talking? Ones. Are you talking that patch notes 711? Yeah. Well, thank you for 711. Oh, that was a terrible one. I don't even know. <laughs> I was trying to do an Abu impression, but it didn't work out. <clears throat> so, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's, let's just hop in these, huh? So, okay. 711. Uh, I'll do the first one and we'll just alternate. Cool. Okay. Sounds good. So, the first one is Rek'Sai. This is a champion rework. Uh, Rek'Sai ultimate now, <laughs> ultimate now launches her at target. Uh, she's recently damaged. Her tunnels can be re-entered more quickly. Base damage is down, scaling up. Yeah. Uh, next up is uh, Kindred. Her passive stacks increase. Wait, kin- wait. Their their passive stacks. It's Kindred is a two-person being. Okay. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> okay. Lambs passive stacks increase. <laughs> kindreds there, kindreds attack range and amplify their abilities rather than uh, increasing or giving her additional uh, current Damage. health 
percentage damage. So that's the big change on her. Cool, cool. Now we move into champions. Uh, we get started with Malzahar. Q, E, and R deal more damage. W spawns Voidlings based on Malzahar's spell cast. Voidlings are less threatening early. Thank fucking God. I think he's going to be stronger. Uh, I, I think so too, but just... We'll, uh, we'll get into it later. Yeah, but, but I do <laughs> think that will be the end of uh, support. support. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Fuck support Malzahar. So Ari, less damage on W and on R, more damage on her E, which everyone hits so often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, then we go to Caitlyn. Uh, Runan's hurricane bolts no longer stack headshot. Because that was that was like the big trick with her. Mm-hmm. You, you, That's why it was a that was a it was a first item rush. Yeah, especially for her. So if you if you had Runans and you were using it in a group of minions, you would you would just keep procking headshots because you're hitting more targets. So you don't have to get seven shots in a row. You would just do like two auto attacks and then a headshot. Yeah, and it's funny because she got an ultimate skin and then they just nerfed her. Yeah. Uh, going right. That's. I don't think that's too bad of a nerf, honestly. No, I, I. I've already said before. I. I cannot stand Caitlyn. So. If anything, Good. I. I think the big nerf to her is the fact that people are gonna start playing Kindred into her. Uh we'll get into that. <laughs> Let let's let's finish this up and then we'll get into the Kindred part. Sure. Because I do I do have some things to talk about on that. All right. Uh, Doctor Mundo, his attack damage per level is up <laughs> oh attack damage per level and w damage uh per second is up so yeah. both of, both of those have increased mm-hmm. the next it's uh lee sin his high latency uh, high latency players can ward hop so it's a lot easier you can actually queue it up uh to drop your ward to dash to it yeah you could buffer it um yeah, so that's 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 what it's saying. Like kind of how they did that overhaul for Riven, how you can it's more clean and fluid and more consistent. Yeah, they did the same thing for Lisa, and so you can uh, be a pro with uh, 120 ping. Meh. So. Meh. So Lucian, um, he got a nerf. Big surprise. They increased the mana cost on Piercing Light from uh, 50 scaling up to 70 to now 50 scaling up to 90. Um, this this hurts him, I guess? He usually maxes his E early on, does it not? No. No? He maxes, no. He, he maxes Piercing Light? Yeah. That's the thing? I've been building yeah. him wrong this whole time? Oh, gosh. I mean... Uh, I haven't looked at any pro build in a little forever, but I'm pretty sure I, I've always maxed Q because that is your lane dominant um, ability. Yeah, but after they cut the the tip off of it and made it super short, I thought it switched over to E, so that way you could be more agile earlier. Mm. Well, we can look into it in a little bit when any... we go further into things. Going further, I, I, on. I actually don't know. Uh, okay, so. Um, Malphite is up next. Yep, he got a rework. Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got his big Maybe. tank rework to go with the, the season tank updates. So, you know, they were like Malphite. 
we're up in your armor damage ratio on uh, ground slam. Is that cool? And he was like, okay. And then Ramus. That's Ramus. That's Ram, Ramus. Ramus hit him for copyright infringement. Ooh, uh, that damn copyright, dude. Oh man, I, every time. I gotta go over Maokai. Oh, there, no, there. no, no, you gotta say it right. <laughs> Meowkai. I gotta go there over Meowkai. Go. No, that's a freaking Maokai. Um, so his passive heals, or his passive heal base is down. Um, health scaling up. Sapling speed and AP scaling down. Um, brush sapling duration increases with bonus health instead of ability level and also his saplings movement speed increases with maokai's movement speed oh really yes that's part of oh, okay. the that's part of his update huh. cool uh fuck maokai support uh, <laughs> i still think he's gonna be played support but who knows uh next we have renekton uh, pretty much reverts all changes from 7.9 and 7.10. He is now the same Re Renekton we all know, fear and hate in the top lane. Unless we're playing him. Okay. <laughs> so Scion, his W cooldown has been decreased, and his shields max shields max health scaling has been increased. So I'm 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 thinking that he's gonna probably get a little bit more play now. Because it looks like they put him about where he was when they first released him, at least with this. Mm. Because they nerfed this know. after after um, after his rework, they nerfed this ability because it was doing too much damage early on. And now yeah. this buff puts it back where it was. Granted, they've also changed other things on him since then. Uh, I don't know. I still think he's going to be like a, a niche pick. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, next we have Syndra, uh, W area effect reduced. Thank fucking God. I want them to nerf her ulti. I just want the ulti nerfed. They can keep everything how it is right now. But, but, she's, but she is a mage assassin. Uh, huh? The fact that you can miss every <laughs> fucking orb and still delete somebody is just god awful. She's a, a mage assassin. It's a point to click. Ability. Okay, moving on. Okay, 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 <laughs> moving on. Yasuo's Q stacks expire faster. That is an interesting one because that, it, that means he's not going to have whirlwind up all the time. He's going to be on a he's going to be on a limited time yeah. that he can use that. Yeah, I I cannot wait to play with it to see because it changes his like. Uh, his gameplay a lot. It's gonna, it it's, on how low it is. it's gonna make him a lot more aggressive. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you got, you kind of have to be. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, next is uh, Zach. E warning indicator shows up earlier. Zach's voice isn't squeaky as often. I kind of like the squeaky voice. I don't really care. <laughs> I I think I've played one game with Zach since the change. Actually, I didn't play a game with him, but I didn't even I played a game alongside of Zach, and I didn't even notice the squeaky voice. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I think don't care. I think it's only for the people who play him. I don't know if the squeaky voice goes over everything else. I'm not sure. Like if you were playing it, I don't think I would hear you as a squeaky voice. I'm not sure though. No. I'm sure you would, but yeah. cool. And then next we have items. I'll let you get 
started with that one. So Abyssal Scepter is now being called Abyssal Mask because of the change, making it into a uh, tank item rather than a mage item. And it has a new icon, and the new icon is quite pretty if you haven't seen it. Yeah. I, still, I like how they kept the purple theme. Yeah, they kept the purple theme, and they just... They essentially took the the staff and shredded it and took the face from it and put it as the icon. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your turn. Cool. Next, we, next we have uh, Banshee's <laughs> Veil. Cost increased, magic resist increased. That's fine. Yep, that's, that is it for that one. Okay, so uh, Blade of the Ruined King. Lifesteal decreased. Now... I, let me just take a quick caveat here. Initially, when this went up on the PvE, the nerfs, it was something that was going to take power out of the Blade of the Ruined King for uh, ranged champions and make it to where it was still the same for melee champions, which I liked, right? So that way you don't have everyone, every ADC and their mother building this weapon. But now they just flat across the board took... A bit of lifesteal out of it granted they didn't take that much but they still took enough and that's going to affect everyone who uses this item not just adcs so this all this also kind of screwed up those uh auto attack heavy like junglers and stuff like that that build this item that's fine i think blade of the ranking is still super strong um i don't think it's balanced just yet just because you have so many people buying this item uh, it's good in like a lot of situations, so yeah, I'm fine with that. Plus, I've been going crit build, so I don't care. I don't go, <laughs> I don't go play the Rune King on a lot of champions now. Uh, next, Guardian Angel uh, changed its icon. Looks fucking dope. It looks like like now as an AD carry, I want to buy this item because it looks dope. The the icon looks like something straight out of Legend of Zelda. That's what it looks like. It looks like you would see this this sword in. I don't know what it looks awesome though. Yeah, just it's, it's, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff, right? I agree. Thank you. Um. Anyway, moving on. So then we have Ninja Tabby. The uh, basic attack damage reduction was decreased. It was decreased from ten percent. Or from twelve percent down to ten percent, and and that's it. And initially, uh, again, when this item first went up on the PVE, they initially had it to where that ten percent also affected on hit effects, and then they decided against that because I guess that was too strong. So now it's just ten percent off basic attacks. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Yeah. And last but not least, we have Nomad's Medallion. Uh, combined cost decreased. Also affects Talisman of Ascension and Eye of the Oasis. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this one. Yeah. If, if but... you're not a big fan of this one, I can't wait for you to see the uh, changes coming to support items in the next patch. Uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. The, oh, cool. That was that was the patch. Oh, and uh, wait, we forgot we forgot like the best thing about the patch. Well, uh, I just 
I didn't want to. I didn't have time to write all of them down. Okay. Okay. Uh, but well, so just just little things right now. Uh, scoreboard scoreboard minion killing tracking. So now, uh, the following units no longer increase your minions killed. Stat. Okay. I'm gonna sc streamline this for you, because oh, most of this is crap. Crowd control text. That's crap. Scoreboard minion stuff. Crap. Ban formats. Crap. Uh, custom games. Crap. Okay. Lobby invite permissions. Crap. Okay. Uh, rotating game mode of this of the coming couple weekends is Doombots. Dun dun Jesus. dun. Is this that? That's why you wanted to streamline it. You're like, yeah, because uh, it's a picture of fucking Teemo, dude. Uh, yes, it, Devil Teemo, dude. I this hope guy. I hope his skin becomes available again. Um, and then Twisted Tree Line bots, uh, something about bots, spooky bots, it, inter intermediate bots. Yeah, are we at? yeah, exactly. So if you're playing bots in threes, uh, stop. Hey, we were playing blind pick in threes and we we're getting put up against bots for a while. So that That's was true. fun. That was that was very interesting. Yeah, doesn't happen you don't anymore. Learn anything from bots though. I know it doesn't happen anymore. Um. Let's see. They did some league client update stuff, which is also crap. Uh, Dragon Fist Lee Sin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the if you play Dragon Fist Lee Sin, the colors on his back are different now. When before and after you use his uh, R, so he actually has like a particle effect now when he uses his R. Um, loot interface, that's crap. Q health. They never get it right. They always say that Flex Q is healthy, and that's bull crap. Um, bug fixes, yeah. Uh, don't go through bug no, fixes. no. Um, and then upcoming skin and chromas. Uh, there are the Riot has been slowing down on their skin production lately, probably because they're working on the two skins that will be coming out next patch. Um, so the only skin coming out this patch is this new Chemtrek Tech Trindamir skin. Um, so at first I was pretty skeptical about this skin, and I still I still don't like it that much, but I do think it is kind of cool, right? Mm -hmm. Especially since it's a 975 skin rather than a, a 1380 or a 1320, whatever it is, 1300 skin. Yeah, 1350. There you go, 1350. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, I mean, it's it's another fucking Trinomir skin. Yeah. Fuck Trinomir. Uh, you forgot one major thing here, sir. What? I'm going to go back to it. The League Client Update, in its new features, recently played list. This is so... I can't believe it wasn't in there when we, oh, we switched over to the beta. You could now look to see if you recently played with somebody. Like, this is <laughs> so, like... It's so, uh, it's so big to me, because it's like... This if is I how this is how you fucking, made friends before on league. Not even that. It's it's the people who fucking fail, like playing Yasao and flaming, and then yeah, you reported them, but yeah, like they had a weird ass name, and then you get him again. You're like, wait, did I just play with this fucker? Like, ah, it's uh, that is <laughs> such that is such a quality of life change. That's why and, you're supposed to block those people after the match is over, dude. <laughs> Well, the, it's supposed to be if you report someone, I, it originally was you weren't able to play with them again. Yeah, like, but then they wouldn't but, be allowed to be in your same queue. But then they added something to where it, to where reporting them and blocking them were two different things. Yeah. 
Okay, so now that we went over all the patch notes yeah. fairly quickly, uh, let's talk, who do you want to start with? Well, let's pick the top three or four things, and then we'll move on. Okay. Um, so obviously, Rek'Sai, Kindred, those would be top two. So yeah. pick which one you want to talk about first. I want to talk about Rek'Sai. Okay. So Rek'Sai... Uh, she her her changes have made her a lot more uh, damage oriented, and I like that a lot. So her new passive, rather than it slowly building up her fury over time, where she would get five fury from basic attacks and ten from uh, unburrowing abilities, and two point five for additional units hit hit beyond the uh, first by an ability. Now she gets. 25 for all attacks and unburrowed abilities. So that means four auto attacks, full fury bar. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Um, that means that when you go to use her uh, unburrowed W, it, you're going to be hitting people with that true damage a lot more often, which will be cool. Um, her Queen's Wrath, as you said, all of all of her damages, uh, a lot of it, the base damage has gone down, but her scaling has gone up. And for some of them, they changed it around to where, um, like her her bite, when you go to do her bite, when she's uh, unburrowed with her W, uh, the base damage is down. Oh wait a minute, what's what's going on here? I'm reading the wrong it part. Now has base damage. Oh yeah, yeah, now it has base damage. Mm -hmm. There you go. Wait. And scales off AD and total AD. Burrow, burrow, unburrow. And it no longer Oh, no, no. Scales. I'm looking for... I I meant her Fury Bite. Her E. Yeah. Her E yeah, is what I'm, it. I, okay. That's, what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm looking at right now. Now it has base damage. Yes, you're right. And now it has a bonus damage scaling. And I think that's actually going to be better than what it was before. Where before it was just... It was essentially an auto attack. But the auto attack was... it. If it was maxed out, her auto attack could be like 120% of her damage. Which was more, but not great. So, yeah. I think now it's going to be a lot better. Uh, Shit, I mean, uh, you're, you're going to be doing so much more true damage. Because it still deals double damage as true damage. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, does It doesn't say here that when you're burrowed, if you're... Is the healing down or no? Um, so the healing, they what they oh, did right was here. they changed it around to where um, the healing now heals you over three seconds rather than five seconds. Um, mm -hmm. And as you know, your fury, you get up your fury a lot faster now because you get 25 fury per attack, right? Right. Um, so technically, you will get five less at level one and at level 18, you're actually going to get a lot less healing back however you're getting it over three seconds and it's a lot easier to build up your fury meter so the idea is late game say you're in a 1v1 situation you want to go in combo and if you haven't killed him at the end of that combo burrow back off heal up re-engage and do it again and that would be one of those that would be one of the cases where you use her tunnels to go back mm -hmm. and forth to kind of uh it's not drain tanking, but it's like this kind of regening. It would be it would be kind of the same situation as uh, who's that asshole? Oh yeah, Darius. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, cause uh, as soon as, as soon as we're talking about it, like, um, uh, yeah, you, if you build up that fury, that's for basically for auto attacks, if you don't use abilities mm -hmm. and then, so like your trading potential is so much better cause you go in, you use everything, you build up that full fury and then you can just like bite them for true damage and then burrow out and then heal up pretty much everything that they retaliated with you on and then it was almost it was like essentially a free trade yeah like that's fucking strong like like that is skin i know she's a jungler but i can definitely see her in the top lane i can see her in the top lane because now all you have to do is uh you start with your q and you do some trades that way right and then right when you hit level two you take her burrow and you just keep pelting them with your burrowed q over and over and over again because now that scales off of ad so you're just going to be pelting them with damage over and over and over again. So. <laughs> yeah. The one thing, the one thing I want to say about this rework is, um, I, I'm going to miss her ulti because I have the pool party skin. She jumps on a jet. Oh, ski oh, they fixed that. Like, what you're talking oh, they? about. They fixed it. Now she does actually jump on a jet ski. Oh my God. I'm so happy. Yeah, because the one I saw, she just came out, she just unburrowed and dashed through them. Yeah, which is cool, but I mean the fucking jet ski, man. Yeah, no, they um, Skin Spotlight did like a whole video on it about the and the whole splash art that they had was her on her jet ski. So what she does is she'll do her roar, she jumps on the jet ski, and then she goes into the inner tube. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm dude, I'm so excited about that now. Woof. Yeah, play me some Rexai. Cool. All right. Um, anything else on that one, or are we good? Um, well, let's let's actually hit her new ultimate now. Okay, so we we didn't go too far into this. So, um, let's just talk about what it is. Essentially, it's a lunge mm -hmm. where she goes underground. She's untouch untouchable in the lunge, which is awesome. Um, and it now she is uh it also she's marked as unstoppable both on cast so when you first hit it and on leap so mm -hmm. essentially once you hit r no one can stop you um the damage you're doing is 100 uh 100 250 and 400 base damage plus 1.6 bonus attack damage plus 20 25 and 30 percent of the target's missing health Rek'Sai Assassin, anyone? Yeah. And the cooldown uh, scales down from 100 down to 60, and the range is 1500. So the range is the same range as her Prey Seeker. Which makes sense, because you're going to mark them with Prey. I mean, so like a lot of people are talking about you are fighting someone with this and with them, where Rek'Sai, you tunnel out, and then you jump right back in. Yeah. I honestly think you're going to be underground. You're going to see the little, the little radar bloop. You're going to cue to, you're going to cue them, see who it is. And if it's someone like the AD carry, you just automatically just jump on top of them. Yeah. Like, I and think if it's, it's not the AD carry, but it's, if it's not the AD carry, but it's someone else who's low, you could do the same. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I think, uh, I think it's, I'm going to, I'm going to use it more as an initiation tool than as like a prolonged fight into 
a finisher. I mean, yeah, a finisher would be cool yeah. and useful if someone flashed out, but I think I'm going to primarily look to do it that way. Yeah. So. But I mean, we, we still have to play with it. We haven't played with it yet, so. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, everybody. We have not played with this patch yet. It, I just downloaded it as we're talking about it. I, so. I just jumped into practice tool as Kindred before you got on. Oh, okay. And I cool. got her to, like, to where she was at 600 attack range, and I gave up. Okay, <laughs> cool. So the next the next one we're going to talk about is Kindred. Yeah. I really like Kindred. Um, so... Basically, your your marks now increase your attack range instead of your attack damage. And everyone is like going like, oh my god, this is OP. Because the video everyone saw is someone from red, blue side, auto-attacking into the dragon pit. Like, yeah. But I mean... It is so unreasonable to get that many stacks unless you're playing against a bunch of like dumbasses. To be completely honest, I I watched a uh, Bunny Fufu play a game on this, and mm-hmm. he he eventually got to a point where he could stand between like in inhi- two inhibitors and attack both of them, right? Mm-hmm. But he uh, the only thing was is if you paid attention to the time span of the game because he he cuts it up he does like the montage thing where he shows all of his best moments of the game you don't watch a full gameplay with him right but if you pay attention to like his kill score and the length of the game he was at like 54 kills by the end of the match which mm, is really yeah. high yeah <laughs> it is a little bit yeah and it's just uh, it's just a quality of life change, but honestly, the whole reason why Kindred fell out of favor is because everyone knows where her marks are, yeah, and knows knows exactly how to punish her. Exactly, um, uh, and they didn't change that. You still know where her marks are. Um, yeah, I think which is, which is fine. You you kind of need to. I think so. if she remerges in pro play. The whole goal of playing her would be to just get enough marks to where you can attack turrets outside of turret range. That would be like the yeah. biggest goal with her. Yeah. Aside from that, um, like yes, her the attack range and everything. Well, I mean in pro play, once you have that much attack range, you're freaking set. I'd be terrified of like Stix A with uh, having that much attack range and just sitting back and going doo doo. Do See, I don't do know. It. That's such a gamble for a uh, an AD carry. Mm-hmm. Like that is that's a big gamble. Because first of all, you're gonna be in the bot lane. You're gonna want to farm. You're not gonna want to go and roam and try to get all these extra camps that are marked mm-hmm. until like later in the game. And then once it's later in the game, the only marked thing is Baron. So, yeah. granted, you can you you still have the ability to choose who you mark as champion wise. And you can keep killing them and get stacks, but yeah. But I mean, uh, if you've ever played it, I don't know if they're going to change it or not. But oh, dude, I it, I tried playing Kindred a few times, but I was just terrible at it. You just what? I was just terrible at it. I I couldn't do anything with Kindred until late game or until after I had like three items. Like I was not good with Kindred. I really wanted yeah. to be, but I just wasn't. Yep. Yep. So that's pretty much her change. Like, that's the biggest part of her tra- change. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a little quality of life things like uh, her W um, can be cast wherever she chooses. It's no longer the circle around her, kind of like how uh, Maokai, mm-hmm. when they changed his ulti instead of just, uh, it's the opposite actually. Before he chose a location and now it just circles him. This yeah. one, she chooses the location where she wants to fight, which is kind of cool. Because if you want to go oh, fight they, somewhere else... Oh, you're talking about for W. Okay. I was going to yeah. say, are you talking about our ultimate? Because no, they, no, no, they no, no, no. changed it to where it no, was no, that her, before, her, and they changed w. it to where it falls, falls where she is. Yeah, so yeah, so her, her W now, she chooses where she wants that ring to be. But it's so only within 500 range. Dance. Right, but I mean, if you're... As Kindred, you're running into a fight. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, Say you want to go over a wall or something, but still be in the fight. Yeah. You can now drop it on the other close side enough of the to the wall. wall where you can queue over the wall, and then now you're inside that ring, and then you can get the additional like cooldown on your on your queue. Yep. So that's just a quality of life change. Um, yep. Yeah. She did also get some. Uh, what? That's a huge nerf. Wait a minute. Am I reading that right? Oh, no, it went from one total attack damage up to two bonus attack damage. Okay, that's not a nerf. That's that's meh. Um, but yeah, her ratios all got buffed a little bit. They're all based on bonus attack damage, though, now, rather than uh, total attack damage. Yeah. So. Yeah, cool. And then, um, you still want to talk about it, or are you done? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Because, okay. she, that, like, her passive was the biggest part of her change. And then, I mean, I guess we should also touch on the fact that her passive affects all of her abilities now in different ways than they did before. So, okay, I'll let, the, let, I'll let you do that. I'm going to let my dog out. Okay. She's crazy. So, um, before uh, Kindred's passive, each stack that she got would increase the damage of her Q, Dance of Arrows. Now, instead, what it will do is it... Um, her Dance of Arrows, now when she uses it, gives her a 10% attack speed buff for 4 seconds. That was a new thing added. And for each mark that she has, it'll give her an additional 5% attack speed. So at 4 marks, you get an additional 20% attack speed. At so on, so far, you could do the math. Um, Wolf's Frenzy, the current health damage, it has been increased by an additional 0.5% per stack so you get four stacks you get an additional two percent current percent health damage which is pretty good um that's that's pretty quick scaling um all of these actually scale at a reasonable rate like uh, mountain dread um missing health damage increased by an additional 0.5 percent per stack oh yeah that was another thing mounting dread now rather than it doing a uh a percentage of your maximum of the enemy's maximum health it now does a percentage of their missing health so it's more of a um of a execution now which is which is pretty cool but all of her abilities will also be affected by her increased range from uh from her uh passive now the wonky thing about her passive is that uh kindred's basic attacks uh the range is increased by 75 once she has uh, 
gained four stacks. So that takes her from her 500 base range up to 575. And then for every four stacks after that, she gets uh, 25 attack range, right? So it's there's a little bit of a diminishing return on her range, which is why chances are you're not going to see like these major long-range kindreds in-game at any point in time. Um, the things that will actually really affect her in-game are going to be the, the increases in damage that she gets from each of her abilities per stack. Those will be the things that really kind of set her apart. Right. Cool. You yep. can hear me now, by the way. Yes, I can. Um, cool. Anyway, you ready to move on? Yeah, so uh, the only other one I wanted to... I mean, we can you can talk about Malzahar. I don't really want to. I just don't think he's going to be he's, anymore. He's just... He's going to be better. He's going to be much more of a mid laner. And that's it. Cool. Uh, the one I did want to talk about was Yasuo. Yasuo? Yasuogi. Uh, he has the smallest um, change in the world, and you're like, I need to talk about this guy. Dude, this is so it's so crazy. So the stack duration went from 10 seconds to 6 seconds. Holy shit, that is going to be... Uh, like, this is going to be one of those abilities where, like, uh, good Yasao players are, like, set aside from the great ones. Like, it's, it's going to be super interesting to see how they can manage this new uh this new thing because uh so like i play a lot of threes right yeah sometimes if uh, sometimes if i go f if i'm in bottom lane and i want to go top lane to gank i want to gank with uh a tornado right yeah so i have just enough time to queue twice as soon as i hit that last queue i need to instantly book it up top and then throw my cube by the time I get there, or it's gone. Now you can't do that. Like now you can't have a cue in tow when you go to gank. Yeah, like that's. I mean, that's so crazy to me. You better get those stacks off then once you get into that lane. Yeah. So get I mean, I'll just start playing with, you know, Malphite or something, someone who can initiate it for me. But yeah, that's that's a big one for me Recon. anyway because I play. Ooh. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I like Rakan in threes, but <laughs> and then I, I, I guess the last one I'll talk about is uh Caitlin. Uh just because I've told everyone how much I can't stand this fucking champion. Yeah, <clears throat> um, he is your foolish. But go ahead. <laughs> no, do you I, honestly have you ever been completely just shut down by Caitlyn and have no like it's I played against a diamond to Caitlyn one time. For some reason, thank you, Flex Q. And literally, I could not do anything. And granted, I am in such a lower elo, and I'm not used to that. But oh my god, it is like the worst feels ever. So I'm happy about this change. Any nerf to Caitlyn, I will fucking take gladly. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, cool. We're done with that. All right. Um, so let's move on to our next subject, which is uh, win conditions. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to talk about this with you and kind of give like a grasp of like why 
are people picking these champions and what now that they have picked these champions what you need to do in these games in order to win you know so like finding your win condition it could really set you apart from like what's really going on so we'll just hop into it and uh so the first one here is my most recent game um so i'm just going to break down the two team comps and then i'll ask you questions about it okay okay cool so the first team comp here blue side uh there is a malphite top chundle jungle fizz mid lucian ad carry blitzcrank support on the red side there is a Lowy top shavano jungle rise mid jinx ad carry and alistair support okay so from just those two team comps let's start with uh my team my team was the blue team i played blitzcrank mm -hmm. what what do you think uh, would be a good winkish? Who who should we be playing around uh, through mine? So um, I would say you're it like who on their team you need to be playing around? No, no, on my team. Who okay. who would I need to be facilitating to get? Well, well seeing as how you're the support, I would say you should be facilitating that Lucian with you down there in the bot lane um but you should also be facilitating your big time carry fizz in the mid lane yeah yep yep okay and then on the enemy team who do you who do you think would be their primary carry um see so i look at their team and i'm just like man they got a lot of damage going on there i'm i'm happy that they're uh that their rise didn't get any wind under underneath his feathers, and he just uh, he just kind of fizzled out. It looks like throughout the entire match. So I would no, say he was he was actually one of the strongest people, and he just never got the kill. He just never got the kill. Okay, mm. okay. So numbers are lying to me. Got it. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, but I would say you don't want that jinx to take off. There you go. That's what I was looking at. So. The way, the way I see it, you have, uh, for the enemy team, Ilawe top. She is going to be a dominant force in the beginning, and then she needs team fights in order to win, okay? Yep. So they have a Jinx AD carry, a Rise mid laner, and then Shivana jungle. Now, a lot of people forget about the Shivana changes that happened last year mm -hmm. but every single dragon that she takes the it more increases her, her resistances increases. her resistance yes. so she becomes stronger and stronger the more dragons she takes so i can't see the specific dragons but essentially was, the idea is you don't want her to take dragon i don't want her to take one of two <laughs> I don't want to take her either the Infernal Drake because that will help uh, Jinx and Rise scale later as mm -hmm. well as Shivana. And I also don't want her to take any Mountain Drakes because they can easily with a, with a Jinx, a Shivana, and even like an Alistair, they can destroy that Baron super quick. Like that is, that is a disgusting team yeah. to take Baron. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, uh, so we failed on that part. We let them have 
all four dragons. <laughs> because my team doesn't realize that, you know... The dragons are a thing? That they exist yeah. in the game? Yeah, so I'm Blizz Crank, and so I see, okay, my Fizz is my win condition. My secondary win, con win condition would be Lucian. Because Fizz will go in, use all of his abilities, and then try to get out. Whereas Lucian will be the consistent damage dealer. And then I have Trundle, who was a piece of shit. <laughs> Literally with 1, 10, and 16. Didn't build any, like, uh, resistances until his third item. And he didn't even finish his boots in a 37-minute game. I'm just saying. Um, anyway. But I have a Malphite to help me as, out as well. So my job as the catcher, as you learned from last week, ooh, yeah. listen to that. Um, every time I saw Jinx, I flash forward, pulled her, knocked her up. That gave Fizz enough time to ulti her and then jump to her and finish her off. Once she was out of the fight, there's absolutely nothing this team can do as far as like damage output because their their main source of damage is gone. Granted, Rise was a big playmaker, and so was Shivana. And uh, as you see, Jinx actually was 12, 6, and 10. Yeah, she, she actually took off a little bit. Yeah, so that so the more and more that's why I say Jinx was the <laughs> primary because she started taking off. Okay, okay. Time out, time out. What is up with your Lucian like the your Lucian's build? He went he went like full assassin Lucian. He doesn't read patch notes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like playing last year's Lucian. Yeah. The, the sad thing was like literally we died we we died bot lane. I think within the first three minutes. Um, it was bad. For, for our listeners who are wondering, so the Lucian on his team built a uh, Duskblade of Drakthar. He built a Blade of the Rune King, which is pretty standard now, a Black Cleaver, a uh, a Last Whisper item. I, he went with, uh, was that Lord Dominic's? And then he went with... Uh, he went with Guardian Angels. So he's and and he went Berserker Grieve. So he's essentially just pure damage and penetration at that point. Yep. Which uh, actually honestly is fine because uh I'm Blitzcrank. All I do is I pull, knock up and silence them. I also have a Malphite that literally just ulties and stops whoever I have pulled up. Like it's actually a really good team comp. Um just our trundle did so bad early that they started taking off. Yeah, we almost lost this game actually. So, but uh, but yeah. So the enemy team should have should have realized that hey, Jinx is our our main win condition, and the Alistair should have done nothing but stay on top of Jinx. Now this Alistair in particular was looking to make plays, which is as an Alistair, yeah, you want to do, but. It's wrong in the fact that their win condition became vulnerable. Because he was constantly jumping forward. Yeah, so he was trying to initiate a fight while Jinx was alone. And then as soon as Jinx dies, we're able to clean up this fight. So being able to look at a team and even though like, yeah, my job as Alistair is to make a big play. In this particular instance, if he would have stayed on his AD carry, if he would have blocked all my hooks, 
if he would have knocked Fizz away when he came in, if he would have saved all that to peel instead of initiate, they would have won this game easy. But they didn't because they didn't realize their win conditions. Because they were getting drakes, they were getting barons, they are another didn't get a baron on this one. But I'm just saying, like, they're getting these objectives and their major objectives, especially for a scaling team comp. Mm-hmm. So, I and think- they were, they were, it looks like they're doing pretty well as far as towers go, too. Yeah, they um, were doing they were doing really well until we, we we pretty much won one team fight where I flash forward, grabbed uh, Jinx, Fizz used all this stuff on her. Fizz actually died in that exchange, but we got their carry out, and literally the rest of our team just killed everybody else. So, and another thing to consider is uh, as far as team comps go, their like their tanks to your tanks, they were definitely more tanky than your team was, especially because Trundle decided to go full essentially damage. full auto attack damage early on, which is fine, but it wasn't really helping you guys out. So there they have like they have a Lowie, which is terrifying. Um they have an Alistair, which is a huge playmaker, and they have a Shivana, which is a tank and a giant damage dealer. If Shivana got a whole year Lucian, he was done. I'm guessing, because it, yeah. she was she was pretty close to full build. So, yeah, I look. So yeah, so so me as as the Blitzcrank against their team. If I pulled in Alistair, if I pulled in Alawi, if I pulled in Shivana, if I pulled in one of those three, like the game would be completely different because we would pretty much lose because they want to initiate fights. They want to be in the middle of it. They want to just destroy our team so i mean so on my part i knew who i had to find and i knew who who had to get either the rise or the jinx i always prioritize jinx and it won us the game because of it so i just think looking at this more of like an outside if you so say we go into a game if you're looking at the team comps uh tom kinch is a really good example so say i went tom kinch you would think you would think it'd be nice to go up to their AD carry, three slap them, and then eat them, and then take them out the, out of the fight. But actually, I'll... Uh, that's what I do, baby. Yeah, right? If you're top lane, yeah, that's cool. But as a support, you want to stay on top of your AD carry regardless of what's happening. Because if anybody comes in, you automatically eat them and save them. Because they are your lifeline. Because... That is what you do. Your chomp, no, or I don't, I don't know what's called devour. Yeah, your devour. devour is no longer used on the enemy. It is strictly used to save your team. And if you look at like beforehand, if you realize this and you're you're conscious about it, that way in team fights you can peel and help your team and have a higher success rate of winning than you know making a big play, grabbing their carry. And so I just think, I think stuff like this is actually really beneficial of looking. So, so I'm actually going to go to one of your games. Yeah. So let's, let's go to, um, let's go to that last win that I had, or we can even talk about the last loss that I had. The the, The Leona game. Yeah. We could talk about the Leona game. 
So um, let me give you a rundown of my our team comp versus their team comp. So on our team, we had Leona, which was me. Um, Lucian ADC. We had a Yorick top lane. We have a Zinzel jungle. And then we had a mid lane Vagar. Enemy okay. team, we have a mid lane Brand, a jungle Olaf, a bottom lane, or ADC uh, Zaya, a support Rakan, and a top lane Nautilus. Okay. Um, so, our win condition. So, I'll, I'll, I'll do this part. Yes, thank you. Earlier. Thank you. <laughs> do it. All right. So, your bot lane is <laughs> Lucian uh, Leona against a Zaya Rakan. Um, ooh. I feel like you guys should win the early game. Um, and then, then lose later, as just as far as that duo. You would think. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this is just by the team count. I'm not looking at the scores or anything yet. Your top lane is a York versus a uh, Nautilus. This should go in Nautilus's favor. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> this should go in York's favor early on. And I think Nautilus will be able to out-tank until... Uh, your York gets about three items. Uh, your jungler Zinzao against uh, Olaf. Ah, that's probably about the same. They're pretty gank heavy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then your mid laners are ooh Brand versus Vega. Brand versus Vigor. So, so wait, wait. Okay, so the win condition is early game. Uh. The bottom lane, you two, should be dominant factors in that bottom lane. You should push Zaya and Rakan out and try to pull resources from Olaf. And Zinzao should constantly stay close to uh, Vigor's mid lane. Uh, the top lane is kind of a wash because Yorick has so many tools to get away, especially with uh, his slow, his ghouls, and his little wall he, he builds. Because mm -hmm. um, your win condition late game is Vigor. If Vigor can grab your 80, the eighty carry or the mid laner with one ulti, that's a that you guys win that fight. So you guys should have been dominant earlier on top and bottom if you could be to pull resources away from their mid laner so the mid laner didn't get snowballing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think your major win condition for your team would be the Vigor mid lane, and then the Lucian and the York were probably, I would say, secondary, uh, which is fine to have, honestly, because you are such a CC bot that it doesn't really matter who comes on. The problem that you run into is you're against an Olaf and a Nautilus on top of the annoying fucking Rakan. Uh, so you being a CC bot kind of makes no difference. The whole thing you guys needed to do was to single out someone who's not Olaf, most likely the carries, and delete them before the fight began. And now that I'm looking at your actual scores, it doesn't look like you guys were doing that. So do you want a little bit of a breakdown of like things yeah, that let's... happened in the game? 
Yeah, let's hear. Okay, so early game, um, as far as bot lane went, I'm, I was just playing the game of, uh, like, kind of protect Lucian. If they make a move on him, make a counter move, kind of set him up, right? He was playing the game of, I have to get this first kill right now. Right now, I have to get this first kill. I have to get this first kill right now. And so he would try to initiate on Saya by dashing in. Uh-huh. First mistake. He would get off his double shot. He would use his piercing light, get off another double shot. Of course, by this time, Rakan had jumped on Zaya, shielded her, knocked up Lucian. Yeah, because um, he initiated with his dash. Yeah, I would usually um, use my sword to jump to Zaya, stun her, to, to essentially keep her out of that, and then I would just kind of try to at at that point, use your use your uh, use your Q and use your E, and you're just kind of out of moves with Leona, unless you have your ult up. This this was all happening pre six, so no. But right. Um. So I'm. I would always think like, okay, we might have this, even though Lucian's kind of in a a bad position. We might have this. He might have something. And so I would just kind of be that body blocker. But then Zaya because she just dumped all of her abilities on Lucian before this all went down. Now she has her E, and she pulls back her stuff and cuts what health Lucian had left and had in half. And then by that time, her Q's back up, auto-attacks a couple more times. Lucian's dead. I need to make the walk of shame back through the, <laughs> the pity slaps of Rakan, right? Mm-hmm. Um... And stuff like that happened like time and time again. At one point, um, Lucian and I did like have this instance where we turned the tables on them. And in that instance, I literally had to blow like every freaking summoner spell I had, every trick I had in order to protect Lucian enough to keep him from dying and me from dying, right? And he got a double kill and I was like, okay, good. This Lucian has a double kill. We're off to the races. And then right after that, he backs. He goes back to lane by himself. I, I'm watching him because I had to back. I had like 10 health left. So I'm way behind him. He's way ahead of me. He runs into the bush bottom lane. He sees Rakan by himself. He dashes out of the bush to auto attack Rakan. And Zaya is standing right there on the edge of the fog of war. The second that he jumped out of the bush, she appears. And they killed him again before okay. before I had even made it bottom lane. So it was kind of uh, like this constant like meat windmill thing where Lucian would just like disintegrate himself on those two. And at one point, I essentially just went, "I need to, I need to rotate mid. I need to facilitate this Vagar. He actually has a lead. I need to get this going here, right?" Uh-huh. So I'd go there and I'd try to help out there. Um, the Zin Zhao on our team, if you look at his build, he's he's full damage, which is fine if you're ahead with Zin Zhao. If you're not ahead, you need to kind of start... After you get that Blood Razor, you need to start looking at other options. Um, yeah. Well, okay, so... It depends. So, say, yeah, in, in reality, if you're behind, you should definitely 
try to do that. But it's so early in the game, you guys, uh, the game ended at 27 minutes. Yeah. So it would be fine if he used all of his resources and blew all of his cooldowns to get the mid laner ahead. Yeah. Because as him being a, a being, Vigor being scaling, if he, if every time since Zhao died and Vigor got a kill, that's a definitely a worth. But the thing is, he's with scale. But the thing is, since Zhao wasn't dying in mid lane, right? He was that, dying. That, that was, that's what I was saying. He was the, dying running to bottom lane, getting killed by Zion Rakan because he would try to one v two them also. Um, well, of course, he's fucking Zhao. Yeah, the the kills <laughs> the kills that he had um, came from him ganking Nautilus top with York. Those okay. those were the kills that he had. And what was funny that I found about this Zen Zhao is later on in the game, at one point I ping the mid lane turret and it was second tier, right? And I was saying like, hey, we need to protect this. And I'm literally standing underneath the turret. Zen Zhao and Lucian come through um, blue side jungle and the enemy team is right there. They both immediately jump out to try to attack the team, right? And I go, oh crap. I throw down my ultimate, and I jump in to try to stun people so that they can get away. But they both die, I die, and the message that Zenzao sends me is, you need to stop initiating. <laughs> yeah. Feeders will be feeders, bro. Yeah, that was... I was like, are you, are you, are you freaking serious right now? Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> Also, um, so this team, the enemy team scales really well late game. And I feel like Zenzao has such a really good jungle presence. The fact that they have four dragons to your nun is a fail on his part Dude, well. the fact that they had so many things to our nun. We, <laughs> we didn't, like, we didn't get any, we got two turrets at, what time was this? We got our first turret before the 20 minute mark. They got their first turret at, uh, what, like, the 11-minute, 30-second mark. And they just consistently took turrets. Like, they systematically took us apart. I, like, the reason, the whole reason why our top laner finally pushed down the top two turrets is because I was saying in chat, like, hey, we need to take objectives, so we need these turrets. Like, we need to take these turrets down, because if we have no turrets left, and they have all their turrets left, we will never get the pressure on this map to win. Right. So, they, they took those top two turrets, and that was it. There was never any other turret push. And that's, like, one of the big strengths of Zen Zhao is that he can push turrets super fast. So, yep, that was that match. I just think that, you know, for the future, if, say, the Zen Zhao did realize, you know, I don't think he would because he sounds like a fucking flamer. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I mean, the, but you, you see where I'm getting at? Like, it, the wing condition might actually change the way you would play. Yeah. I feel like the Lucian had a good idea, but he was doing it in the wrong way. If you're not there to help him, he needs to realize that he is not a carry without support, the especially early on. I, w I have to say the amount of damage that Zaya puts down early on 
is very surprising like once she hits that level two spike and she does like a q auto attack e like her damage is really surprising right yeah the return damage is yeah is where it gets you the only thing like as far as using leona goes i feel like it, had i picked a different champion for this match maybe something with uh, a a damage based support maybe uh-huh. that would have made the difference but at the same time, dealing with that Zaya Rakan duo, it's tough, man. And if you look at Rakan's build, he was freaking cocky. He went, he started going full damage. Yeah, I wanted to ask. Uh, did you notice any uh, if he played any? Because I always go coin with Rakan. How was uh, Spell Thieves on him? Oh, you mean when I played it? No, no, no. Oh, did you play with Spell Thieves? Yeah, I did it with Spell Thieves. I, oh, how do you, I, how do you? This I, is an off subject, obviously. Yeah, but, uh, no, I, I, I like it a lot. It's oh, okay. Yeah, it's really good because it's, it's so it's really easy to hit people with your, uh, with your W, and usually you follow up your W with that, with your Q, so you automatically mm-hmm. get those two spell thieves procs. Um, I don't know when I finished my my stacks on it in order to get its little power up. Mm-hmm. But I want to say it probably around like maybe the fifteen minute mark or something. I don't know. It wasn't too bad, but once I had it, I could definitely tell. And that match that I played as Rakan was uh-huh. uh, like my the team comp that we had was so perfect to go with Rakan. It was it was just great. It was. I love that match so much because we had an, uh, another Zinzao, we had an Akali, we had a Yasuo, and we had a Vayne. All of those people are freaking mobile, right? And so me, I'm just running around like, it'd be like Yasuo tries to go in and get his uh, tornado, but he misses it. But I I use my shield to jump to him, and then I jump on top of the enemy, and I knock them up, and so he still gets his ultimate off. Like, it was stuff like that happening constantly throughout the game. Hmm. So, that was yeah. that was fun. We're not going to talk about that game, though, because that game essentially just went really well for my team and not good for the enemy team at all. So... Okay, uh, let's go to a... Uh, let's do another one. This one's going to be a threes match. Uh, these are going a little long, man. You sure you don't want to move on? I just want to do this last one. Okay. Because my team f- was flaming. Um, <laughs> You're like, I have uh, to talk so- about it. <laughs> and I... it's my Yasao game. So, enemy team, Darius top, uh, jungle, graves, bottom lane, ziggs, right? Uh-huh. My team, I'm Yasao top, Malphite jungle, and Oriana uh, bottom. Yeah. What do you think the win condition is of my team? I'm, I'm trying to find your match. I'm not seeing it. It's kind of it's far down there. It's uh, my only Yasao game. Oh, there you go. In, be- in between two ribbon games. Yeah. The ranked flux. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, like, I mean, it's super It's super simple, right? Um, so your win condition? condition is uh, get a knockup, get a win. <laughs> right? Yeah. Ball, you... Okay, Oriana ball, Malphite, or even ball me. Malphite ulti, I ulti, Oriana ulti. It is the easiest wombo combo we were losing so hard early because it, uh, Graves was like in Malphite's jungle. 
he wanted to ff at three minutes at three minutes he was like this is dumb like let's just, just fucking quit and like darius is darius is destroying me in lane because it's fucking darius <laughs> you know yeah so on uh, i was just i was getting so frustrated i was like do you even understand what our team comp even does and you and it's like pre six why it doesn't make any sense um <laughs> needless to say once he figured out what the wombo combo was we destroyed and we won the game under 30 minutes so yeah that that wombo combo is just like okay you have a malphite you have a, a oriana and you have a yasuo it seems like the win condition is pretty obvious here granted our our oriana went fucking redemption for some reason she was <laughs> she was trying to support man I guess so, but uh, I wanted to bring that one up because that, that one literally almost tilted me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, this was just, you know, kind of like uh, take a perspective look on your games, who you have, who you're playing against, figure out what their win condition is because that way you can play around it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, And it's definitely not set in stone. Like the things I said earlier about your specific rank games aren't, like set in stone that's probably not what everyone else is thinking mm -hmm. but if i saw that lineup and i went into game that's exactly what i would have thought of so, yes um so yeah cool and then uh so for this last part uh lcs is actually started today today is actually thursday um well, technically so, is it tech it's past midnight man it's friday now oh shit yeah let's get this over with cool yeah um i don't want to focus <laughs> do you want to focus on eu at all uh not tonight no. no okay they're they're already playing and honestly like meh so let's just let's just focus on na the good stuff the good old boys okay cool if uh my thing would uh just fucking work okay well well i could start us you, off yeah man you get you get us you get us going here all right so, so we're just gonna go we're just gonna run down the teams and the rosters yeah we're gonna run down the uh the summer split roster locks for each team. So I'm going to start us off with Phoenix 1. Um, ooh, a little bit of lag on my end too. Okay, so Zig is coming back to the top lane. And Nori is going to be the uh, the main jungler on Phoenix 1. And then you have Ryu in the mid lane. He's coming back. Arrow is coming back again as ADC. And Shady has procured the uh, bottom lane or the uh, support role. Medios is still sitting on the bench as a backup jungler, which he's going to probably get some use. And then you have another jungler, uh, Mike Young, as a third seed jungler, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the entire roster for Phoenix One. So I'm and who's, who's, the, who's the coach? Uh, the coach is... It's on the right side on overview. Should be the last thing. Right side on overview. Oh, uh... Sang Chu Fly Kim. <laughs> you said it so elegantly too. I I try to I try to get my accents right. <laughs> cool. So that's uh, P one. Uh, I'm gonna go next. We have FlyQuest. In the top lane, you have Balls. Jungle is Moon. You have mid lane High. Your new AD carry is Wild Turtle. Elimination as support. And Alltech is now the uh, backup AD carry. 
And they also have Big Fat LP, which I find super funny. And then Romilia. Uh, ooh, that's a female. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Um, with uh, their coach, Think Card. Yep. Um, so, who knew Wild Turtle wasn't going to say as a bench player for TSM? Who knew? Did he you know? Did Fox, you dude. know? I like I like this team a lot though. Bringing back classic T nine or C nine. Oh but, my god! But I still have to ask why balls. Huh? Why not, dude? Why not rotate balls to like the bench and get it? Who else are you gonna get? I have no idea. How much money does this team have? Who could they afford? Uh, they don't even have like a coaching staff. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, they don't have like an infrastructure yet. So okay. Well, think card. He'll figure it out. All right, let's move on to Team Dignitas. Um, come on, baby, load for me. This is why you preload this stuff before the podcast. Ah! We will cut all of this out, or none of it. Um, so Dignitas come to the top lane. We have Someday. And in the jungle, we have Chaser, we have Keen in the mid lane, we have Lod returning to the ADC position, and we have Big as support. Um, and I think it's actually going to swap back and forth between Big and Expecial as support, but as yeah, of right now... that's what I heard too. As of right now, Expecial is uh, six seat. And then you have Shrimp as the backup jungler, and you have Swifty as the backup 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 support and their coach is cop david cop robertson yeah i like this team yeah. i hope good things from them <laughs> cool cool I'll next look. up i have uh our second place uh summer split finalists uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh tsm top lane Hanser, jungle spence garen mid lane bjergsen Eddie Carey, the one and only double lift. He Bar has returned. And then I still love this. Reginald as support, or as uh, the backup for the mid. The mid lane, uh, yeah. Oh, dude, it's, uh, it's so funny. And then the odd one is the backup for the jungle. Yeah, yeah. which they, they will never see play. And then the good old Parth as their coach. Um, I hope he does something better with his... Uh, his big bands because they were pretty atrocious at MSI. Yeah. But. He's going to get fired if that doesn't change. He, you can only hope. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the uh, last place team of summer 2017. That's team. debatable. Summer split. Oh, you think what? Echo Fox? Yeah. Like, okay. So uh, let's talk about Team Liquid. In the top lane, we have Lorlo. Jungle, we have Rainover returning to the scene. Uh, we have in mid, Golden Glue, who started out on the roster uh, for Spring Split and then kind of fell off and Piglet took his place. He's playing out of mid lane. Piglet has returned to being ADC. Matt is now the uh, main support. Don't know what happened to... Adrian, don't know where he went, but uh, Link is the backup mid laner. You have Slushy as a, <laughs> as a third mid laner, 
And then you have Conquan as the uh, backup support. God, they have a lot of players on the bench. As the backup support, you have a... Arcsenden? Arcsecond. Arcsecond. Yeah, he, he played he played uh, two seasons ago. Okay. Or Yeah, he played two seasons ago. Well, he's the backup uh, jungler. And then you have Young Bin as a backup ADC. So, good old Young Bin. Good old Young Bin. And, and their, their coach? Their coach is Nubi Chain Jang. Okay. Yeah. He is definitely Korean. So that's something new. So hopefully that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, they're just throwing <laughs> money. They're trying to. They they just want to get to franchising and be solidified. But but you don't have a double up to uh, <laughs> tell you out this time. So good luck. Yeah. Uh, next, we're gonna talk about CLG, the counter logic counter logic gaming. Uh, top lane, you have Darshan. Their new jungler is Dardok. Really excited about that. Mid laner Huhi, uh, AD carry Stixay, and support Aphromu with the good old Hotshot GG backup and Joey as a secondary support if they ever need it. And their good old coach, Zix Lowell, who's probably one of the best coaches. Kind of got robbed, to be honest, for coach of the split. But I'm okay. He went to my boy Reaper, so I'm okay with that, I guess. <laughs> And the next is your team. <gasps> immortals. 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 All right. Once they load. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's too funny. So, Immortals, we got uh, Flame in the top lane. We have Xsmithy traded over to be in the jungle. We have Pole Belter in the mid. Um. We have Coldy Sun as ADC. We have Ole as support. Um, we have Anda as backup jungler. And we have Stunt, who was picked up from uh, the Phoenix One squad for the end of the spring split. He was picked up to be back uh, second seat support. So I could actually see him um, trading off with Ole from time to time as this split goes on. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I'm looking forward to Smithy the same way you're looking forward to Dardock, even though you shouldn't. You should never look forward to Dardock because he will let you down every time. I'm I'm excited for Dardock. Uh, I'm actually gonna skip. I'm gonna do my team. Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> Cloud Nine. Uh, you mean I lane. gotta go back and do Envy? Oh God. Yeah. Oh wait, Sorry. wait, wait. I didn't I didn't even say the the coach name. Okay, uh, so oh, Immortal's you. coach is Sengsu Essong. <laughs> Kim. Kim. <laughs> I like how you try to say the full name. Yeah, man. They have names uh, for a reason. No. The players don't have names. The players are their summoner name. Yeah. But the coaches, they get to have names, which is why their summoner name is in the middle. They're mm -hmm. almost equal to podcasters, but not quite. Not quite. Not there yet. So now I want to do my boys. My boys in blue, they're going to be finishing first place this season, hopefully. Uh, in the top lane, you have Impact. Uh, jungler, you have Contracts. Mid lane, you have Jensen. AD Carry Sneaky. 
and support, you have Smoothie. And they actually have a pretty big roster here. Uh, secondary support, Bunny Fufu. Secondary top, Westrice. Third top, actually, I guess secondary top would be Ray. And third would be Westrice. And then they also have Winter as a third in dairy support. <laughs> third in so, dairy support? Yeah. So. Yeah, they got quite a bit of people to pull from if they do need. I do like what they do with Impact and Ray. I hope they keep that together. Do you and think? Then, do you think this is going to be Impact's last split in uh, NA? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and then last but not least, you have the coach Reaper, coach mm-hmm. of the split. The coach, coach. Sorry, sorry, yeah. I screwed everything up. You can go. Alright, it's all good. I guess I'll just, you know, take out the trash now. Hey man, I have to do Echo Fox. (laughs) You're right. I get the good end of the stick. (laughs) So, um, now talking about the best worst mid laner, or mid lane team, or not mid lane team, but the the best worst NA team. There you go. There you go. I don't know. We have Envy. With Seraph in the top lane, Lyra in the jungle, Pyrian, and I just realized where Pyrian's from. He played for uh, mid lane for Phoenix One in Summer Split 2016. Um, you have Apollo as ADC, you have Hakuho as support, and you have um, Nintanj So. As a backup ADC, you have Alex Itch as backup mid laner, and you have Niski as Niski as backup yeah. mid laner. Also, he's the third seat backup mid laner. Um, now that I realize where Pyrian is from, I'm actually quite looking forward to uh, to this roster. Yeah, yeah, because I I remember watching Pyrian uh, back at the end of that. 2016 summer split and he was actually really good in lane like he was doing some really ballsy stuff against like even Bjergsen in lane yeah they definitely need something so yeah anything's better than ninja I I hope he still has that that fire that super hot fire super hot and especially since they're about to uh, do a small at some point either I think it's next patch or whatever, or no, it's patch after next. They're going to do a uh, some number changes on Azir to make him a little better. They're they're calling it a rework, but I don't think it's going to be an actual rework. But uh, Pyrian was a big Azir player, so I'm hoping that helps him out. Hmm. Cool. And then last but not least, I think this is going to be the tenth place. They team. are the least. They are the least. <laughs> uh, Echo Fox and top you have Looper. Jungle's going to be Acadian, mid lane's Froggen, AD carry Keith, for some fucking reason, and support <laughs> Gate. Then you have Mashmi as uh, secondary AD carry. I think it's Grinny? Grind? Gringy? Grind? Grindy? Gringy? I'm going to say Grind. As, grind okay, sounds secondary. cool. All those other ones sound yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as secondary jungle, uh, Demonte, <laughs> secondary Demonte. mid. Demonte and Brandini as a secondary top. And who is their um, coach? 
Their coach is Inero. Nick Inero Smith. Listen, Inero Smith, isn't that yeah. swell? And before we move on, I do I do want to give the uh, coach's name for Envy because I missed that. Uh, you you suck, dude. That's that was my bad. <laughs> Come on, that was my bad. Uh, Envy's coach is uh, Dong Huan Violet Kim. A lot of Kims going on here. Sweet. And then uh, we we probably won't cover too much of EU. We'll probably just say who won and who lost. I do want to just go over real quick because uh, they do it differently. They have two groups where the top two teams get placed in two separate groups, Group A and Group B. So Fnatic and uh, Unicorns of Love get put in two different groups. Then Fnatic will pick who they want in group the other group and then unicorns of love picks who they want in the other group and then it goes on and on and on are those the top two teams what happened to g2 what i say you said fanatic and unicorns of love i'm sorry Uh, fanatic shows yeah so i'm sorry g2 and unicorns of love um they already have like wins and losses so they're okay anyway g2 yeah anyway i'm judging uh, you silently (laughs) but not very silently uh yeah fanatic <laughs> definitely didn't win uh so uh for group a is going to be fanatic g2 esports ninjas in pajamas rocket and misfits and group b is going to be h2k team vitality mysterious monkeys unicorns of love and splice and the way the groups work out if you don't already know is who's ever in their group they will play twice whereas if you're out of group you only play them once and that's how that works. So Unicorns so, of Love is only going to have one game's worth of experience against G2 and vice versa. Yep. Honestly, they should have done the top the top teams and the bottom teams, and they should have just duked it out. But then that means but, the bottom teams want to have an opportunity to, to progress. And no one wants that. Everyone wants the underdog to, to succeed. I'm fine with that. Have you? Did you watch any of EU last last split? Oh my god, it eh. was so bad. Anyway, eh, eh. I I just wanted to touch on that so people are aware. I didn't even watch like the uh, the highlights. Like, remember how I was telling you I don't I didn't have time to watch uh, the spring split, so I just watched the highlights at the end of every weekend. I didn't even watch yeah. the highlights for EU. <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched the game today. Uh, I was a fanatic. That's why they're on top. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, really good reckless game as Tristana. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, really makes me want to kind of play Tristana, but I hate her laning phase so much. So just you shoot people in the face and you win, and that's that's her laning phase, right? Yeah, shoot people in the face, win. Pretty much face shoot win, right? Jump, jump. Yeah. No. Well, this this went on way longer than I wanted to, face but shoot uh, win. I. It was a it was a good podcast. Yep, I enjoyed it too, much, cool. much enjoyment. All right, so, so it's time for sleepy, what? sleepy, sleepy time. Sleepy, sleepy time. Yes. All right, so let's just plug out. So, um, if you like us, uh, you can check out us on Facebook. We are the Twisted Trio Podcast on Facebook. If you want to email us uh, any questions, comments, concerns, or just you know say what's up that it will be at mail.twistedtrio at gmail.com. And at the end of this week, 
on Sunday. I will be polling from anyone who has um, shared us on Facebook and I will see if they have a summoner name. <laughs> and uh, You need to show us out. everywhere. Yeah. And uh, so probably about like Monday or Tuesday, uh, free skin for that one lucky person. And we'll do it again for the next couple weeks. We'll let you know when we stop doing it. Um, yeah, anything else you have in mind, Dragon? Mm -hmm. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. <laughs> All right, so catch you uh, on the yeah, rift. This, this is the Twisted Trio the Podcast. Line. I'm your host, Brennan Call Me Nighthawk Bever, and my co host. This is Camping Dragon Medina signing out. Later. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,